I'm sorry, I totally interrupted you. What were you saying? No, it's okay. I was gonna I was gonna say something about like definitely tweet at us if you disagree and want to have just like a fun, lively disagreement conversation. Oh yeah. Because we kind of welcome that, you know. I I like the idea of of having different different opinion, but not the kind where you know you're like trying to be the rightest. Right. The kind where yeah, yeah, where yeah. we're sort of like you know no I think the other way around. And I'll defend to your death the right to something about that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll be able to do that in the uh, deep biking thing. All right, let me, let me just... Okay, so it's the deep biking. So the Cycling in the South Bay uh, essay on deep biking, um, plus Cadell Evans. That'll probably be good. N plus zero, that sort of stuff. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and do you, why, don't you, why don't you lead it out with... Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, All right. Lead it out. All right, right, get on my wheel, everybody. Break them away, <laughs> Tories. <laughs> hello, 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 and welcome to the Working Man's Honest Bicycle Program, uh, an internet radio show for heady discussion of bikes, bike racing, cycling, uh, commuting by bicycle, perhaps, maybe, um, falling off bicycles, uh, not falling off bicycles. Explaining and... to your mom why you shave your legs. That sort of thing. Yeah, that all that all that kind of stuff is included. So so welcome and and ride along uh, with us. Get in the, get in the draft. Uh, <laughs> Pull through. <laughs> everything has to be some kind of cycling analysis, right? Uh, not analysis. Sorry, uh, uh, analogy. Uh, anyway, this this voice you are hearing that is not me. On the other end of the microphone, there is Matteo. Hey there. Hey, hey, I'm Matty Owen. I'm hollering at you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah. I am I am Greg. I am I am the other person on this podcast. <laughs> Greg, the <laughs> other guy. <laughs> the other guy. That's I think how uh I think that's how a lot of people see me. Um that's that sounded really sad. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you're you're definitely like the main guy. No, I'm good. I'm fine. I, I, I have lots of self-esteem. Don't worry about me. All right. Well, I think that we better get... <laughs> you, you okay there? Still getting over a cold. Oh, cold. Getting the... Ugh. Man, I'm glad I don't get sick very often because it sounds like it, it really is not good for the training for bicycling. It's the balls. Um, I had to take a week off. Ugh. Suck. Well... We can talk about uh, not training, but about bike stuff. I, I think that we have an interesting topic for tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, I guess, de-biking or, or uh, N minus uh, U or N plus zero or, you know, not N plus one. Basically, we're uh, referencing here, there was a little, eff- uh, sorry, there is a little, uh, post put up on a certain blog called cycling in south bay you may have heard of it i'm not not actually sure who it is because i don't know the guy but um this is a post called de-biking and i thought it was very much in a working man's honest bicycle program vein actually i have to i have to give credit to Matty for sharing it uh and i said we have to talk about this uh and so we are um so i i think it can can actually be really well summed up just by the first uh, paragraph of this post. And it says, uh, verbatim, scientists say that according to the laws of physics, the ideal number of bicycles to have 
is n plus 1, where n equals the number of bikes currently owned. I, uh, editorial, I being the writer of this blog, all right, resuming, I disagree. The number of bikes, the proper number of bikes, is n minus u, where n equals the number of bikes currently owned, and u equals the number that are unused. So that's a pretty good summary, actually, of what uh, the author then goes on to talk about. So I, I thought I'd start, actually, by uh, totally not offering my own opinion and kicking it over to you, Matteo, <laughs> to give me your thoughts on, on this idea. All right. So uh, I, I have a lot of thoughts because it's one of those tricky situations where um, I agree intellectually much more than I agree in terms of uh, my behavior. Um, be I you, you're in philosophical accord, but exactly. Yeah. So I I definitely uh, I buy and own bikes for a purpose, uh, or at least I like to tell myself that I do. Um, <laughs> I have I have known people who. You know, they have a road bike, they have a commuter, they have this and that. And then they see something else that they like, they want, and they want to have it, and so they buy it, even if it's, even if it serves the same function as something that they already have. Um, and this leaves kind of a, a, a poor taste in my mouth, or I would never choose that course of action for myself. Um, I couldn't really see myself having two raceable road bikes i don't i don't know why i would bother um and i couldn't really see myself you know having two two raceable track bikes um i i also you know i have a commutery fendery crappy type of bike you know why well, have more than one of those um and i and I tend to sell off my excess parts when I'm done using them. You know, who doesn't like having a little bit of a PayPal slush fund to to do a little bit of impulse eBaying when you see, you know, oh, I've always wanted to try that saddle because it looks pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. It all just it all just feeds back into the same pool of, of uh, bicycle money. Yeah. And I I I prefer the idea of not spending money when you can avoid it and of owning things that are high value more so than high cost you know we had a we had an episode a little a few, several weeks ago talking about you know bikes that we've dented and and race bikes that we've dented and i race an aluminum bike um because because i like it because it fits me because it has a cool paint job and because i think that you know i, I don't really want to treat my race bike which is also you know my training bike and the bike that i spend the most miles on I, and and rough up the most i don't want to treat that like a precious thing i want to have it on roof racks and throw it in my trunk and you know maybe lay it over in a crit and not not worry about it not think that it's like a a, a sad depreciation if something happens to it yeah so 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 bikes have purposes um all the same I, I own one or two more bikes than I really need to. Um, and one of them is for sentimental reasons. I, I have a a Pogliaggi track bike that is uh, 
42 years old at this point, I think, if I remember if I remember its date correctly, its date of origin. Nice. And it's an old steel track bike. I got it super beat up. Um, there's just chips in the paint all over it. There's a bunch of like weird little quirks. There's just there's there's paint missing from all over it. Uh, the the stamping of some of the lugs. One of them on the seat stays. You know, it says Pogliaggi on each seat stay, right where it meets the seat cluster. But one of them, like it's missing the eye at the end of Pogliaggi. <laughs> it's like yeah. I, I don't entirely know why. This whole thing is just like a. A, a weird, cool, old little bike. It's got this beautiful fork with flat shoulders and round fork blades, and it's chromed. Um, and also, it's the bike that I've had for the longest. I've had this thing for, I think, eight years at this point. And not only that, but the the fabulous artist Talia Lempert of Brooklyn, New York. Uh, you can find her at bicyclepaintings.org. Um, this bike posed for some paintings of hers and so there there are a number of her portraits and i'm very lucky to say that i have one in a frame hanging up on my wall and and it's beautiful it's it's a a beautiful piece of art by someone who has spent her career making paintings of bicycles i i don't ride I, i don't race it um i ride it around you know a little bit in the summer it doesn't have brakes so it's like not the most pleasant there's a ton of drop from the saddle to the handlebars you know, it's a, it's an old steel bike, so the thing flexes like I'm riding. Rubber you might bands. be sending a, you might be sending a message that you don't really want to send to people. About <laughs> the kind of, uh, about who you are as a cyclist. <laughs> Maybe, but it, you know, it's it, I keep it in a low gear, very safe. Blah 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 blah. But uh, as much as I don't need this bike, I and as much as I've occasionally toyed with the idea of selling it, I think it would be really hard to do. I, I have a rare emotional attachment to this bicycle. Hmm. Yeah. And so, I also impulse bought a cyclocross frame a month ago, and that's just kind of sitting around. Oh, I didn't hear about this. <laughs> yeah, I lead in with the long emotional hook, and then I uh, actually just kind of slip in the shameful part. It's like, <laughs> after yeah, I have this track bike. It's beautiful. It's been an artwork. I love it so much. I've had it for so long. I bought a cycle cross frame. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I race three different disciplines. I race road, track, and I race cyclocross. So right there, it means that I I kind of need three bikes plus sure plus one that I can you know lock up at the bus stop for like fifty hours a week. Right. Well, I I think you need not let uh uh this particular piece kind of uh <laughs> eat at you too much because I I think that the key uh the key equation here is the n minus u part of it right where yeah. you know. The problem is if you have a bike that's unused. I suppose that your track bike, uh, your old track bike, kind of counts. But uh, art and feeling is a kind of use. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I would say, you know, yeah. we could get philosophical about that. Uh, and why would we do that here on on a show where we explicitly say that we're here to get philosophical? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, I find in particular that it resonates with me this idea because you do hear and i do think this is a helpful um rejoinder to the constant 
constant repetition of n plus one you know that you see all over the the bicycle internets right right on all the bicycle forums and message boards and you're always being cajoled to to buy more stuff yeah yeah and i i think that that's actually a, a smart thing to stand back from and i know that you know, this is so pervasive that before I thought, before I realized I was going to be like a bike racer, right? When I was just like a bike nerd, like a, a budding bike nerd in my first year in college, like I, I had gone in the space of, uh, you know, the end of my first semester in college from having like a a Magna <laughs> Toys R Us, you know, mountain bike, which was terrible, which I hated, mm-hmm. um, and because I knew it was garbage, because it felt like garbage to ride, to having this. Uh, you know, old, um, you know, Miata touring bike um, from the 80s. And I had, I had really, uh, with remarkable speed, managed to internalize this message that, like, well, if you are a bike nerd and stuff, then you acquire more bicycles because bicycles, bicycles, bicycles. So, you know, I very quickly got my hands on various things, like... Um, uh, I had this old three-speed bike. It was it was essentially uh, the Sears version of, of one of those old Raleigh three-speeds. Um, that kind of bit the dust um, before too, too long of riding around on campus. And um, I got my hands on another just complete garbage steel frame from the 70s uh, and turned that into a kind of mongrel winter commuter bike and rode that for a few months and, and ditched that. And and this is just a pattern um, of mine for, it has been for a long time. It was like, I, I'd have a couple of bikes, you know, one, one bike or maybe two. This is especially before I started getting into racing disciplines. You know, I'd have one bike that uh, like was my bike that I was somewhat valuable and that I really spent a lot of time on and really liked. And, you know, I just go through this succession of like trying to acquire other bicycles, which I didn't really have the money to get good ones. And, uh, you know, every, every single time I did it, I would, it wouldn't last very long because, you know, this is where the, the minus you part, right. The getting rid of bikes that are unused kind of resonates with me because it'd be like, Oh, um, I need to have a single speed bike because I don't have a single speed bike. So I take something that I had lying around, turn into a single speed. And then, you know, I'd, I'd look around a couple months later and realize, wait a minute, I don't ride this bike. You know, I don't like this bike very much. You know, the, it's, it's a crappy bike boom, you know, <laughs> Schwinn. It, like the front end is completely whack uh, because they didn't know how to make bikes for short people then. And, you know, it sort of sucks to ride, and so I don't ride it. Um, and, then, you know, so I'd get rid of it in one way or another. So so to me, it, I don't know, it kind of meets me in a place that I, I often already was. And so over the years, I've just gone through a lot of, a lot of crappy bikes. Like, I, I, I honestly at this point have lost track of, like, the various crappy junker bikes that I've had. <laughs> You know, and even in, but this has even happened with some of the nice bikes I've had. Like, you know, there was a while in college. Um, well, I mean, I say nice advisedly, uh, but I was, you know, late in college. I had um, a mountain bike. I had I had my road bike, and I was just starting racing. I had my road bike, and I had my commuter and touring bike, uh, and I had my my mountain bike that I threw together on a shoestring budget with a bunch of like random 
parts that I either bought very cheap from bicycle co-op friends because I, I worked at the bicycle co-op at UMass um, or you know from just random old parts that we had like hanging up in the bicycle co-op uh, and that was actually that was really handy for when I was actually doing some mountain bike biking with people in, in Western Mass uh, but then all of a sudden I was moving down to Tennessee um, and I was going to be down there kind of by myself with no car for a month. Uh, and I had this bike and I was like, I don't know when I'm going to use this mountain bike. Um, so boom, I, I sold it and, you know, replaced it with this old road bike that I could take down and kind of commute on and then, and actually race on, um, which made people think I was crazy down there in <laughs> Nashville, but never mind because <laughs> it was six speed down tube shift shifter bike, um, in, in these crits. Uh, it was fine, really. You know, so I did that. And, and then, you know, once I was kind of settled in and had my good bike, my good race bike down in Tennessee, I was, you know, one day looking at this bike. And I was like, I'm not really riding this bike. So I sold that too. So I don't know. Um, I find it very, very difficult. Like, it's it sort of, it pains me to, to have bicycles that I don't enjoy and that I don't ride just sitting around. Does that yeah. make sense to you? Oh, it makes perfect sense to me. And and I'm thinking about my sort of hypothetical adversary who sees a listing on eBay of, you know, some awesome Mercs from the 90s with, you know, period, correct, or ace, or blah, 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 right? And just kind of thinks, yeah, thinks, that's a cool, that's such a cool bike that I want it, even though I don't need it, and might not ride it. And, um... Yeah. There's this there's this uh, there's this radio program called Wits, which is on Minnesota Public Radio, and they do kind of like spoofy skits, and they have this great skit. It's on YouTube. Uh, uh, it's a spoof of Mad Men, and their their Pete Campbell character just bursts into a room, and he says, "I want things to have." Uh, <laughs> and so when I think about having yeah. redundant bicycles, I think about that that crack and that sort of Pete Campbell mentality and that just idea of of accruing stuff and i right as as should be well, for clear, much of the time i haven't i haven't actually had a lot of choice either because you know i've lived in the apartment life and and don't have extra space you know to spare anyway and that you know puts that much you know finer of a point on it and i you know i i think that uh unfortunately on the internet a lot of the um bicycle kind of nerd demographic is represented by you know <laughs> middle-aged dads who have garages yeah um and and you know that's not everyone who rides a bike out there and, and but even then i think that um you know there's something there, there's kind of physical clutter and then there's mental clutter like, I really wanted to buy, you know, for a while I was thinking, okay, 2015, like, I'm going to buy myself a mountain bike because I miss not having a mountain bike. Oh, I really miss not having a mountain bike. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm hoping at some point to start doing some more uh, racing off-road. But then I was thinking about it more and, and more, and it was like, you know, even aside from the money issue, which is which is difficult, um, but, you know, even if money is no object, I, you know, I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, like, I really want to come back from, you know, a period where I've kind of struggled um, with with injury and, and, you know, under training and stuff like that. And, you know, I've got these two disciplines that, um, 
I'm pretty invested in the road and uh, cyclocross. And I thought, man, like if I get a mountain bike, like am I going to ride it? Like, is it going to be a distraction? You know, it's because it's going to be this other thing that, you know, it's either it's either taking my focus away from kind of getting back to being where I want uh, to be in the disciplines I, I really care about right now, or um, it's going to be sitting in, you know, the basement of my new house, just collecting dust. Uh, and neither of those, you know, neither of those ideas really appeal to me. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and then there is, you know, on top of that, the, the fact that, you know, I'd have basically capital locked up in this bicycle that I'm not really <laughs> riding. And, and let me tell you, a, a bicycle is a really crappy place to keep your capital. <laughs> They they are extremely extremely poor storage uh, they're, mechanisms they're for poor value. investment vehicles. <laughs> yes, great for transportation, they're, bad they're, as investment yeah. vehicles. Great fun vehicles, great transportation vehicles, poor investment vehicles. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. So 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 it it rang it definitely rang true to me, and and uh, there's just such a these days in the bike industry. You know, it's always like it's so it's so divide and conquer right now. Um, there's just like always a new category um, for them to sell you something. And you know, I mean, like, I, I I don't like. I'm not railing against that as such. Like, I'm not really anti-capitalist at all. It's so much as I'm, and I'm not even like anti-consumerism. Um, I think that I and not to get into a rant. I think a lot of anti-consumerism is kind of rooted more in um, pure puritanicalism um, than sort of real concerns about sustainability, mm-hmm. um, or, or at least there's a very strong kind of puritanical bent to it um, that I find unsettling and and that doesn't wear well on kind of. The, the sort of people um, politically who tend to be anti-consumers, but th- you know that's another thing. <laughs> um, you know, I, so it's not necessarily um, that I have like a big problem with that per se, but it does mean that we're presented with like so much stuff to buy and so many different segments to fill in our lives that we might not actually need to fill. You know, like with with now we've got fat bikes and we've got. Um, you know, gravel bikes. And again, it's not to say there's anything wrong with <laughs> any of these categories, but uh, yeah, you gotta, I think it, some introspection is, is, is a good thing. Yeah. And if I, if I can bounce off that by saying you're never going to buy something that's going to really change who you are as a person, uh, buying a mountain oh, bike yeah. is, is not going to make you a mountain biker uh, or even a step closer, it's not going to make you a person who is more inclined to devote more time to mountain biking or to mountain bike racing. Um, and anytime you watch a Super Bowl ad or anything else, it suggests that uh, you are going to change your life or yourself or your emotional fulfillment by buying something, it's uh, full of crap. And that's just not how things work. Um, and if, yeah. you, if, you, if you think otherwise... Um, then, then you're incorrect, <laughs> and quite possibly dead inside. So yeah, I you know I mean I've been tempted honestly 
because I, I, I've given this some thought, like this idea of focus is so in, in space is, is a, is kind of a big enough, um, you know, for me, something I think about that I have contemplated for time from time to time, like, okay, I've got like a road bike and I've got a cross bike. Like, could I condense to one bike for these things? Cause like you, I do have bikes for purposes, right? Mm-hmm. There's a job to be done and I have a bike for that. Like my road bike is my road racing bike. Uh, you know, and it's steel because I could get a custom steel frame that fit me super duper well, and it's awesome. And you know, I I I, I like it. It's not a perfect bicycle, but it's pretty good. Um, you know, I've got this cyclocross bicycle, right? Um, and that's beautiful and all that, and I like that. But you know, it's just a bike. Um, it's not perfect. Um, but but yeah, I think about this like could I? It, it, and it's tricky, right? Because it's like, well, you you can't race cross on a road bike. Um, mm-hmm. not if you <laughs> not if you want to go anywhere anyway um, <laughs> but but can you do crits on a cross bike well maybe you can i don't know and I, not to the point that i've ever like that, that i'm really seriously considering doing this um because i think that there's enough value in having you know a road bike is road racing is sufficiently different that having a dedicated bike um mm-hmm. is a good thing but you know, it's, it's the kind of stuff that that I think about because I, I really do. I I really find this idea of condensing appealing and having you know fewer things to focus on appealing. You know, even to the point that there have been times when, even though I usually have some kind of junky, like commuter beater fendery bike, um, and I currently do, um, that you know is just like in the basement, so that I can pretty much go down to the basement of my building and sort of roll out the front door without you know, putting special shoes on or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but you know, I've had times when I, I was doing that on, you know, a, what I guess bike commuting utility nerds would call an inadequate bike with like, you know, clip on fenders and, uh, clipless pedals and, and all that stuff. And, and actually still been happy with my life. (laughs) Like still been able to get to work and, and do my thing and get home and, and yeah, ultimately, you know, what I like is I like riding my bike to work and I like racing road races and I like racing cyclocross races. Um, but, you know, and I like having my bicycle like fit me right and function well. Yeah. But overall, and I, I think there hasn't been a big difference in terms of my quality of life, depending on what those specific bicycles are mm-hmm. like or not like as long as i have one that i can use to do these things yeah and i think i think you could have a bike that you could race crits or road races and cyclocross on uh that's possible i've i've certainly i've seen it done um yeah me too. you know it's, it's basically you know racing crits on a cyclocross bike not racing cyclocross on a on a road bike obviously well but, absolutely uh, yeah, yeah. There, there's also the issue of you know if a, a bike that you try and make a jack of all trades is going to be a master of none. Um, and, and how much yeah. do you want, do you want to do that? So, right. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I, I also yeah. like, like the idea, but I, I, you know, personally don't, don't see it as, as too feasible, which is clear, you know, should be clear from my, my earlier, uh, yeah. soliloquy about, <laughs> you know, yeah both both calling both denouncing emotional attachments to bikes while while justifying my excess of bicycles <laughs> with <an> emotional attachment <laughs> yeah well you know 
I think that's fine. It's it's it can be. My emotional relationship to the bicycles I've had has always been kind of uh, complicated. I, I sort of see it as like um, it's a little bit akin to like you know you get a new bike and you're sort of crushing on it, you know. Uh, but as you get used to it and, and get to know it better and live it live with it for a while, you know you kind of become familiar with its flaws. <laughs> Mm-hmm. as well as its good qualities and and maybe those flaws start to stick out in your mind and, and you kind of start to lose interest <laughs> that's that's yeah. often how my kind of uh i'm not i'm not trying to make an explicit connection to any particular relationship i'm just saying <laughs> like don't don't uh this is not a commentary on 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 uh any on relationships in general or or any relationship i but you know hopefully that analogy makes some sense you know um and so i often by the time i'm selling a bike it's i'm i'm, I'm pretty okay with it yeah I, I don't know that i've ever regretted um getting rid of a bike and, and you know the only i think the only time i've been like really sad about not having a bike anymore was because it got stolen but you know, by then it was not like. Luckily, it was kind of not the bike that my sort of cycling life revolved around. So uh, it was incredibly right. frustrating, but also sort of not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So and, and actually, kind of gave me the mental space to go and finally buy a cyclocross bike, uh, and and that turned out to be a really good idea. So you know, that's a stroke of luck. Well, yeah, kind of, um, <laughs> but, but which I guess in uh, what that comes to is, you know, I'm just saying, like, I bought a bike and it was a really good idea. Like, I'm all for buying bicycles um, because bicycles are great and, you know, you should have at least one. Um, but, you know, I'm also, uh, I also think that this idea of uh, N plus one kind of, it it definitely is not necessarily all it's cracked up to be. Yeah, I agree. I think it also has the potential to be toxic and to to damage oh, totally. your relationship with bikes. To damage your relationship with bikes, and, and not to mention damage your relationship with people. You know, like which which. <laughs> I mean, you know, like yeah, that's funny, but it's also kind of true. Uh, and and I think that sometimes you see on you know again on the bicycling internet's like. I, I see a level of um, uh, like poor emotional intelligence connected to bike purchases that is a little bit difficult to understand. Are you talking about when when times. people when people write things about like when certain types of men write things about hiding purchases from their wife or you know yeah. like lying about you know how much their wheels cost or this there's that meme going around that says you know uh my greatest fear about dying is that my wife will sell my bikes for what i told her they cost yeah or or um you know i guess the other thing that comes to mind is there that that classic sort of mean photo of like the dude like with his in the tent with the mountain bike and uh, his girlfriend is uh out on the you know dirt outside the tent yeah 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 like that kind of thing of like sort of putting this n plus one in, in bikes like well you know she has to understand that i need to buy all this stuff 
you know, and that ties into other things about, um, you know, managing your relationships while you're uh, along with your hobbies. But, but yeah, that that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. And it's like, uh, like, yeah. you know, pouring all of your emotional attention into an inanimate object that, you know, you push pedals and it moves you places, but it's not like, you know, it, it, it doesn't have a personality, doesn't have thoughts. It's, it's not a human being like that's not very healthy. Ultimately. I mean, it's a, it's a sort of twisted form of self love. Well, I mean, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Like, and self love is great. Like you should, you should love yourself. Yeah. You should love yourself, but you should recognize that you're loving yourself. yourself. And, and I think you shouldn't only love yourself and, uh, yeah. And yeah. and you yeah. shouldn't you shouldn't love yourself in like toxic consumerist ways, I think. This yeah. is what I this is no, what I, I think. <laughs> is that what you think? This is my opinion. This is my working man's honest bicycle opinion. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you know, basically be excellent to each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any more thoughts? Uh, this, uh, there's been kind of um, a lot of discussion about this in in the Twitter circles uh, we're in, um, you know. And I think it's I think it's good to see it. Um, you know, I don't necessarily. Well, I don't know where I'm going with this thought, honestly. But but I think people are actually thinking about this a little bit, or maybe it's just the people I follow because uh, you know. Let's be honest. Like you know, we're just in a bubble of. What, we think about and surround ourselves with the people that, mm-hmm. that we kind of groove on and groove with. Um, but yeah, I think it's worth, I think it's worth thinking about even if you go, do go and, and, and buy the bike. I mean, ultimately like, you know, a bicycle is a product and, and a lot of the things we hang on them are products. So like that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, um, well, yeah, as we it, said, it, and like it, it, early it, it, in the, it comes down to like some other things about yeah, like what everything that we've been talking is is how we relate to these things. Yeah. Not the existence of them in the first place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, and it doesn't mean, you know, and once again, like that doesn't mean there isn't a place for like if your passion is collecting them, but it's like I, I think that if you're doing that, maybe you have an awareness that what you're doing is collecting bicycles. Mm-hmm. I think if you're consciously collecting bicycles, that's a little bit different from just constantly feeling like you know you need to get this new bike because it's going to make your life better in you know your riding life better in in way x or y well i don't know i feel like i've gabbed enough on this yeah me too i i I think i think we've laid it out there pretty good i think this is a good think piece (laughs) that's good because uh i think uh it's the evening is becoming late um (laughs) My wine is becoming low in my glass. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Do you have any closing closing thoughts, or should we uh, should we wrap it up? You know, I'll wrap it up by saying this is the Working Man's Honest Bicycle Program, and uh, keep it honest. Yeah, that's uh, wise wise words uh, in our title of, of the show. There, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> in, thanks. In, yeah, in our. <laughs> at our title that completely lays out <laughs> our entire about. philosophy. We picked it good. We picked it good. And what title. we're about and Yeah. 
yeah, we're very smart. All right, you can reach Cue me the on the internet. <laughs> you, but first, uh, you can you can reach me uh, on the internet at Grolby on Twitter. Um, my colleague on the other side of, well, maybe not quite the other side of the country, halfway across the country is at underscore Matteo. Uh, the show has a Twitter account uh, with uh, which you can interact if you so choose. Uh, we are into um, passionate disagreement and agreement. By all means, uh, if you want to tell us that you think that we are wrong um, and engage in a little bit of uh, interesting and heady discussion, um, tweet us at our individual accounts or at the show account, which is at underscore WHBP. And uh, we'd love to chat with you. And you can email us too at uh, honestbikeprogram at gmail.com. So, once again, thanks for coming along with us. Uh, This one was indeed heady, so (laughs) truth in advertising, and we'll catch you next time. Good night, everybody.